Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles will show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-use styles. Since having kids, I have kind of lost my personal style and I'm using Armoire to help me find it again while trying out different brands and styles without having to add more physical stuff to my wardrobe. And I have a few events that are coming up that I know I am going to want some fancier items to wear than the items that I own. And I don't really want to go shopping for items that are going to sit in my closet without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates and I love that Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have Armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only gonna be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armwire today. This is Minimalish. I'm your host, Desiree, and before we get started, let me be clear. This podcast isn't just about minimalism. It's a podcast about living fully. Over the past few years, I've learned that living with a little less in our homes and on our calendars leads to less cluttering up our minds, which simply helps give us the space to give our time and thoughts to the things that actually matter. So what do we talk about on here? We talk about minimalism and decluttering and how to get there, yes. But we also have conversations about pursuing intentionality in the things that matter, like our motherhood, faith, relationships, work, and mindset. Minimalish is a podcast for the women committed to contentment and loving the life in front of them, committed to living with a little less so they can create space for the things that matter most. What it's not about, how many spoons you should have, or any kind of rules or legalistic minimalism that promises you'll be happier if you just get rid of more stuff. Getting rid of stuff isn't what will make you happy. It's about the life you live with the new space you find. If that sounds good to you, grab a mug of whatever you like and stick around. I'm so grateful you're here. Hey friend, welcome back to Minimalish. This is episode 70. I don't always sound like this. I have a cold right now, so just in case this is your first time listening, I thought I'd let you know that. And I just realized that last week is officially one year since Minimalish launched. Now, I've been podcasting in this space for over a year because... My husband and I originally started this together as the Minimalist Family Podcast, but I kind of can't believe I missed the milestone to where Minimalish actually came about and launched, which was February 6th of 2017, which is actually when I'm recording this intro to this podcast episode, so I guess I didn't really miss it. I just missed telling you about it until after the fact, so let's celebrate. Cheers with your coffee mug or glass of wine or cup of water, whatever you're holding in your hand right now, if anything at all. What a fun way to celebrate. Today's episode is actually about 
what happens when minimalism doesn't solve all your problems or when it actually just doesn't work for you at all. It probably sounds kind of funny that I would approach that topic because... I do believe minimalism works, and I do believe it helps us live a more intentional life. But I wanted to chat with my friend Indiana after I heard her talking on a podcast about her qualms with the minimalist movement. I thought her insight into how minimalism doesn't solve all your problems and that outer peace doesn't necessarily mean inner peace were just really interesting. So I opened up a conversation with someone that doesn't love minimalism. And actually, Indiana and I do talk about how minimalism and decluttering actually does help. Of course it does. But bottom line is it does not solve all of our problems. So what we do talk about today, Indiana just gives some tips of how she finds peace in her life, how she finds joy and order aside from minimalism. So how do we actually find peace in our lives? How do we actually seek joy? So that's what we're talking about today. And I just love it because intentional living truly is about so much more than just decluttering our home and getting rid of our stuff. That's just a step that helps us along the way. Let me tell you a little bit more about my guest, Indiana Adams, today before we dive in and get started. She has been a trusted friend on the internet for over a decade. She used to have a personal style blog, which she'll talk about a little bit. And then she hosted conversations about parenthood on the Coffee and Crumbs podcast, which is how I was introduced to her. And now she has a new podcast experiment called Today by the Way, which is a weekly podcast for busy moms that's meant to feel like a quick chat with a friend, which I just want to note that when we were talking, Indiana hadn't launched her podcast yet, but she has since launched it. She launched it in December and I've listened to it several times since and I can vouch for it that it is super fun. It keeps me a little bit updated on pop culture and other things that I am totally not in tune with on the average day. So I just wanted to let you know that I can vouch for that podcast. It is a really fun one. And we'll talk about that more in this conversation. So let's just dive in. Hey, Indiana, I'm so excited to have you on the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. This is fun. This is, I think, is this a first for me? I haven't been a guest on someone's podcast in three years. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm honored and excited to have you on. Before we get started, though, um, can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are, what you do, what you love, anything like that? Sure. My name is Indiana Adams, like the state, but different last name, not Jones. Um, (laughs) And I have three kids. They are ages nine, seven, and five, which means every other Super Bowl, I made a baby. <laughs> That's awesome. And I am a podcast host and a speaker. I speak at a lot of mops groups around here and different Christian events. And yeah, that, that's I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, so I'm excited because I want to know about your podcast. It's new. Tell me a little bit about it. At this point, when we're talking, it has not been released yet. So I haven't listened to it but I'm excited about it. So talk about it a little bit. 
Right. I feel like I can't not do it now if I say, oh, this is my new podcast. Like, okay, better <laughs> publish it. So I I had been working for the the wildly popular mom's podcast, Coffee and Crumbs, for the last two seasons, but they are changing directions for their next season. So I am starting a solo show and it's called Today, by the way. It is a podcast for the mom who doesn't have time for podcasts. So each episode is 15 minutes and it's it's just meant to feel like a quick chat with a friend. It's not interview format. I'm not positioning myself as an expert that will help you make six figures. It's more like a personal blog, but in podcast form. So I share recommendations. I laugh about pop culture headlines and I just encourage moms as they start their day. I was driving one day and I really was thinking about blogging circa 2011, 2012. I'm like, man, that was so much fun where people just kind of talked about like the different facets of their life. Like there wasn't just like a fashion blogger. There were people were just kind of keeping an online journal and sharing their recommendations with friends. And I thought, I really want to do that in podcast form. So I'm going to try that. I love it so much. I am so excited about it, which is one of the reasons I wanted to have you on. But um, we'll talk about the other reason soon. But (laughs) I'm just so excited about it. It's so different. And when this comes out, it will already be out. So I am just sending everyone there. I'm already assuming that I'm going to love it because I'm already enjoying talking to you and I've loved everything that you've done with Coffee and Crumbs. So let's talk a little bit about minimalism. So, Ooh, girl, it's a hot topic for me. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I know what show I'm on right now. <laughs> exactly. So we talked before this, you know what, um, what I'm about on Minimalish. I'm not necessarily about minimalism how it's being portrayed right now. I feel like that image kind of helped me start what I'm doing, but it just quickly I burned out from it. And that's kind of where Minimalish was born because it just seemed like a, you know, a different way I could seek perfectionism in my life. Um, So I listened to, like you said, you were the host of Coffee and Crumbs for the last two seasons. And I listened two seasons and I listened to the episode where you all talked about motherhood and minimalism. And I really loved that episode. Um, And I just I kind of loved your perspective on it, even though you scoffed at the idea. And a maximalist. (laughs) (laughs) And and it's funny because as I was listening, I feel like actually our perspectives are somewhat similar. Uh, definitely know. there are differences. But what's your story? So talk about this. How did minimalism not work for you? Because I mean, my podcast is called Minimalish. I assume that people stumble on this uh, because they are looking for a way to simplify what why didn't it work for you? Yeah, well, first, let me talk about why I scoffed. <laughs> You should know that it's just something about my personality type. I, anytime something that I think is like too trendy, I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. Like I automatically get skeptical. I don't know why, like popular TV shows, popular bands. I'm like, "Mm, is really that great? And so, I mean, when you take a glance at Apple Podcasts, you'll see a couple other minimalist podcasts and, and some of them look really great. And and, and that's fine. And, you know, there's probably eight, 800 million podcasts for moms, too. But it just feels like for the last few years, minimalism has been shoved down my throat in the circles that I keep. And and here's the truth. I don't scoff at actual minimalism in practice, but I am super skeptical when anything external is presented as a solution for peace, 
internally. So that's kind of why I'm like, I don't know, like, are you actually a minimalist? Or are you striving for like what you said, that Instagram, that social media aesthetic of minimalism? And I think that that's an important distinction. And so when I tried it, minimalism, I went at it first with my closet. I will tell you that I used to be a fashion blogger. So, so embarrassing. But as you can imagine, (laughs) my closet was just out of control. Like, I mean, not just my closet, but my closet and the recliner in my bedroom and the guest room closet and the bed in the guest room. It was just clothes that I needed to blog, clothes that I didn't put away, clothes that I bought for content. It's just, it was just such a hot mess. And then one day a brand, Brass Clothing, they sent me a copy of the life-changing magic of tidying up. And this is around, gosh, maybe 2014. So I was already a fan of Caroline Rector, who was, she does the blog Unfancy and she's still doing that. But at the time she was like this darling of the capsule wardrobe movement. And so I'm like, okay, I just read this book. I follow this girl. She's super cute and she's very nice. She's from Texas. I met her in real life. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this thing. So I got rid of most of my belongings, but then I totally regretted it because I tried to do the Instagram version or the kinfolk version of minimalism. And, you know, that's why I think what you're doing in this space is so great. You're teaching people how to make mindful choices about consumerism. And that's very different than the Instagram idea of minimalism. I mean, I have learned that getting rid of your stuff and buying less stuff doesn't bring you more joy but maybe figuring out like, how did you accumulate all this stuff in the first place? Or why do you continue to accumulate all of this stuff? Like that's, that's maybe where you should start. And I didn't start there. I started with cleaning out my closet, hoping for an easier life. And after that fact, I, I was just living in someone else's idea of a peaceful home. And that just really bummed me out. I missed my clothes. Yeah. I, I kind of love that story because It's just so different than, I mean, even I talk about how clutter bogged me down and I didn't even know it. And I talk about how it has brought, you know, a little bit of peace to my mind to have less clutter around. And the thing is, is that story gets like so thrown out of proportion in this way of minimalism becomes kind of like there has to be a certain number of spoons in your drawer. So That's the thing. I, at a certain point, I realized I'm not a very good minimalist because that picture you described of, you know, clothes all over the place and getting out of hand. My clothes can still be all over the place. Right now, my clothes are still, or right now, like on, if you went into my bedroom, I'd be like, yep, I'm found out. They're on the floor right now, (laughs) but there's less of them, but they're still on the floor. It's just like, I, I realized, okay, these pictures of what minimalism is supposed to mean. And if I define myself as a minimalist, then I'm not doing a very good job at it. I'm failing. So that's why I love your story because it just says like, this isn't a fix all. This doesn't solve all of life's big problems. It can help us maybe, you know, have a little bit less on our plate and it can help us kind of sort through what's actually going on. And that's that's why I like it. It's a tool to kind of keep away 
some distractions that we often let into our lives. So a minimized wardrobe might not really help calm the chaos for everyone. Um, As you kind of pointed out, it didn't work for you. You didn't like it. And that's totally okay. I feel like there are even people in the minimalist space that talk about, hey, I like clothes and I don't have to necessarily... Wear beige all the time. (laughs) Right. But it doesn't necessarily take the mess out of life to have to have less, not necessarily. Um, It can take the mess out of our homes, but life is still messy. So I want to know, what are some things that kind of help you within the midst of messy life when it's overwhelming? How do you find joy amongst that chaos if it's not about having less stuff necessarily, or if it's not about having a minimized closet? What does that look like for you? Oh, this is this is a loaded question just because, you know, you have to think about where like what is the source of joy? And I'm a Christian, so I believe that joy is actually something that this the Holy Spirit gives you. And so for me, that means that I can't like follow a list in a book or a magazine or just cast a spell and then all of a sudden I have more joy. For me, the only way to choose joy is to choose to rightly prioritize my life so that I'm in step with God. And so that means I have to do what I need to do to intentionally spend more time in prayer, more time in the word. I have to work to deepen my relationships with my family and my neighbors. And yet sometimes that means paring down my belongings. Like I don't want to have people over when they can't even walk through my entryway to get to the dining room. So yeah, sometimes that means decluttering my home. But sometimes, like this is a very specific example, it means buying five pairs of nail clippers and multiple hairbrushes. So I'm not always yelling at my kids when those things get lost. And so that, you know, you can't just say, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, only have like one, one of everything. I was like, to make more peace in my home, to strengthen our relationships, maybe I do have to have five hairbrushes for the girls, you know, and then they lose them. And I'm like, all right, when you find them, just throw them back in the hairbrush drawer because I just need to make more margin to, to get after joy. Um, I just, I need to be able to rightly orient my life around the one thing that gives me joy and that's God and my family and my community and serving others. So yeah, I just got to do what it takes to make margin. And I love on your website, on the front page of your website, you talk about how minimalism isn't about these lists, these giant laundry lists. It really is about creating more space. Yeah. And, and that exactly what you said. It's just, I mean, it's whatever way you can reprioritize your life to make what matters for you be the things that come up front. And I don't say that in a way to say like, yeah, I do that perfectly every day because absolutely not (laughs) because my house is uncluttered. You know, my house, first of all, is not fully uncluttered. I mean, we still we have a toddler who throws stuff around. I throw stuff around. (laughs) It's just we live here. But and I love that you said about the hairbrush thing, because I feel like there's this idea out there that if you have less clutter in your home, then you're going to be able to find things better or easier and I just can never I'm find like, things I don't, still. I don't know if that's true with little kids I really don't like I've been after my girls for three days to clean the room and I'm at the point where I just want to set it all on fire but like I said I also know that what brings me joy is connecting 
connecting with them. And when they grow up, I want them to remember that I said yes to ice cream, even though their room looked like a tornado went, went through it. I want them to remember that we went to fun places and that I supported them and that I wasn't always yelling at them about cleaning their room or I wasn't always grumpy because they couldn't find their hairbrush and they didn't put their shoes away. I just have to set the temperature in my home, like as that. I love your honesty with it and and your perspective of where joy comes from. I hope you're enjoying this conversation with Indiana, but I'm going to take a break to thank our sponsors that are helping make Minimalish possible. If you're looking to simplify meal planning, I know I always am, PrepDish is one of my favorite companies that can help you out with this. PrepDish is a meal planning service that sends you an email with a meal plan, grocery list, and prep ahead instructions every single week so that all of your meals are planned out and completely ready for the week. You can even choose from gluten-free, paleo, and keto options. It makes eating healthy so much easier and these meals are also delicious. Most of the meals that I've made through PrepDish are even toddler approved. I love that there's no guesswork when it comes to actual mealtime each day too because as a mom, everyone, including myself most days, gets a little cranky and even maybe hangry around this time of day, around dinner time. And the last thing that I wanna do is be thinking about a meal idea. Thanks to PrepDish, it's already planned out for me and I've already done a bulk of the prep work earlier in the week and I can still put a healthy meal together in such little time. If you're looking to cook healthier meals for your family, but you also wanna simplify the whole thing, definitely check PrepDish out. The best part, Allison, the founder, is offering listeners of Minimalish a two-week free trial, so you've got nothing to lose. That's literally two weeks of meals planned out for you, grocery list included, for free. Head to PrepDish.com slash Minimalish to try it out. That's PrepDish.com slash Minimalish to try it out. I also wanna tell you about Bombus. Most of us can agree that working out is hard. And at this time of the year, I know a lot of us are thinking about that. I personally can say that working out is the hardest routine for me to stick with. While socks will not make working out any easier, Bombas is on a mission to make working out more comfortable with their socks. I personally love how Bombas socks fit my feet. I have the no-show socks and I love that they fit in my tennis shoes without showing. While I'm working out, they don't move, which makes it so much more comfortable. We all have different types of workouts and ways that we like to stay active. So Bombas has a lot of different performance socks. They're designed for everything from running to hiking to cycling and more. And they even have performance socks and styles made for sports. They're made with a lightweight polycarbon blend, which means that no matter how much you're moving and how hard you're working, your feet will stay cool, dry, and comfortable. And they fit your foot like a hug. You don't have to constantly stop in the middle of jogging to adjust your socks because they stay put. But most of all, I'm a huge fan of Bombas Mission. Did you know that socks are the number one most requested item in homeless shelters. I didn't know this, but Bombas socks were created to change this. For every pair you buy, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Go to bombas.com slash minimalish today and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash minimalish for 20% off. Bombas.com slash minimalish. All right, friend, let's get back to today's show. So... 
Okay, so I love this thing you said in that podcast episode, so I'm going to kind of repeat it, and I want you to talk about that a little bit. Um, You said that the chaos that you thought was around you was more so within you, and I guess you kind of said that a little bit ago, too, when you were talking about your closet. So if it's not about having less chaos around you, um, what do you personally do to have less chaos within your mind? Like, what are some, I guess practical things you do within day to day or just in your life in general? I have to be intentional about being in the word daily, but as an extrovert, I have to be very intentional about making time with, for friends and just not only texting them or connecting with them throughout the week, but actually getting together with them. That's something that just, it feels like it centers me. I have really great friends. And then from a practical point of view, I actually have an hourly planner. It's by May Designs. I can give you the link and you can put it in the show notes, but it's an hourly planner and it helps me to protect my time really well. So I just plan out like, okay, I'm driving from this time to this time and this time to this time I'm working because I do feel like sometimes just having a set time, like, oh, it's in my planner that I'm supposed to fold all the laundry. Then maybe just the just the practical thing of like wanting to check that off of the list. You're like, all right, I got something done. (laughs) Do you set kind of everything in there in that planner? And do you do that at the beginning of the week? Do you do it throughout the day? I do it the night before. That way I'm a little more flexible with it. The things that don't get done, I don't sweat it. I just know that it's going to go on the next day's list. And I just recently bought this planner because it ends at 10 p.m. I am an insomniac. I mean, we used to record Coffee and Crumbs at 11.30 p.m. my time. So, because we would do it after April and Ashley were on the West Coast, their babies went to bed. Yeah. And so I just worked really, really late hours and then when coffee and crumbs went another direction and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to be recording late at night. I realized, oh, this would be really good for me to actually be done with work <laughs> before 10 PM. So I bought this planner and it's, it's just been going really well. I just write in, write in it right before bed the night before. Yeah. I, I use Google calendar right now as my way of kind of organizing the chaos in my mind, but it really is a game changer. I, for, literally a few months I was not using a planner and that was not good Um, yeah I'm not like it doesn't go with my personality type I feel like using a paper planner but there is just something about like seeing it in front of you whether that's on a screen or a piece of paper like okay these are my priorities it just kind of just puts your posture right toward your day yeah and also especially you know you said you have three kids is that right I do. I have three kids and then a fourth. She's a long-term exchange student. She feels like mine because I've had her for three years and I'll have her for another year. But she's a teenager who doesn't drive. So I drive her everywhere. (laughs) Yeah. So you have a lot to keep track of. I do. In that hourly plan. You need an hourly plan. I do. I do. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Okay. So you also talked about how you do keep your home like less cluttered. It's not like you live in a cluttered disaster of a home and you feel great about that. But yeah, I, um, you know, it takes a lot for me to pull a trigger on a purchase. So I think that helps me keep my home not super duper cluttered. Now don't look in the kids' play area. They play in the basement and I, it's where I record and I'm actually looking at just their sh- toys shoved in a corner. I'm like, oh, they're not even in a bin. They're just shoved. All right. Well, might have to take care of that later this week. But yeah, for me, I just, it takes a lot for me to buy something. So I don't buy a new foundation until I'm out 
totally out of a, of a foundation. Like if I, I don't buy a new gray sweater, if I have one that has the same point of view as a sweater, I'm like, okay, well, I already have a gray cable knit gray sweater. I don't need one that's slightly longer and more new. Um, and then I keep a bin at all times in each closet for donations or resell. So if something doesn't fit one of my kids right, or if I'm like, you know, I just am not feeling this shirt. Maybe I'm never going to feel this shirt. I have no qualms whatsoever just taking off the hanger and popping it in the bin. And then I take those seasonally um, and either resell them or just take them to some place like Goodwill. Yeah. And see, I feel like that is hard for some people. And that's why minimalism is such a thing because just the idea of getting rid of something is hard. So you are a secret minimalist. If oh, it's gosh. just it's just ingrained <laughs> in you. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, those are just such I feel like simple ways to keep a little bit of the the clutter at bay. It is fun to kind of have this conversation of okay, what if minimalism doesn't really solve all the problems and what other things can we look to for our peace and our joy um, and make sure we're not chasing perfectionism. So thank you for that. Um, before we kind of fully wrap it up, I have two questions that I ask every guest. And the first one is what is something that you're simplifying right now in your life? Ooh, I am simplifying my schedule. It is full, full, full. I mean, like I said, I have an hourly planner, (laughs) but when I mean I'm simplifying it, it doesn't mean that I'm cutting things out, but I'm just being very mindful of blocking things into their own spaces now. Um, Because of the work that I do, I have a podcast, I run a social media consulting company. I work a lot from my phone and my work can always be in my hand at all times. So now I'm just trying to simplify. Okay, these are my office hours. Like this is when I'm available to do social media for clients. And it's just been really, really good. And I can't believe that I wasn't doing that before. (laughs) Yeah. What are some ways that you like keep yourself to that? Do you have anything that you have to do or is it just kind of like, okay, I'm... I've just had to have a talk with some of my clients that I just said, hey, I know that you used to be able to catch me on text like at any time and I would respond right away. It's like, but what would really help me is when you have a request, if you would just send that to my email and then I'll get to it during my office hours. That way it doesn't get lost in my text messages. And that way I can make sure that my attention is fully focused on what you need me to do. And so, you know, it's kind of like selling it to them. Like, hey, these are my office hours, but actually this benefits you because I'm not just like, oh, I, I see it on my phone while I'm driving. I'll get to it when I can. Like, okay, if you see it in my inbox, I know that I'm going to get to it. And I'm going to be very, very mindful about how I complete that task. I feel like when we're working from home, it's so hard to set those boundaries and actually stick to them. And um, so, yeah, that's I love that you have set office hours. That's really good. I might have to steal that in some way. I mean, not that I I don't have clients, but it would just help to set those for myself. That's the hard part about being a mom and also being your own boss, because you're, you, you get, it's a privilege. You get that flexibility to be able to kind of set your own hours, but also like, Oh, I can work whatever. (laughs) And so we tend, we tend to overwork ourselves because we're letting it just inundate all of the hours of the day. Definitely. And it's not just the work of like, like fingers to computer or whatever. It is really when you are your own boss, it's really the mental load. And so it's also being really, just really aware, like, am I actually fully present with my kids 
as they're doing whatever or am I is my mind wondering like okay I have to get this post live or this this episode is due like I have to get these edits done it is a practice to try to think can I put this away like mentally as well I put my phone in my purse but can I shut my brain off of it yeah that's the hardest part for sure um okay what is something that you can't stop talking about right now Oh, I knew you were going to ask this question and I've had days and days to think about it. <laughs> and maybe that's what I can't stop talking about. Like how, how I'm going to answer this question. <laughs> no, um, you know, I'm just thinking I've been, I drive three hours a day. So I listen to a lot of podcasts and it's just so exciting. I went to She Podcast, which is a podcasting conference. It was the first one ever just for women. It happened here in Atlanta. And I'm just really in that podcast mind space right now, launching a new show and just listening to a lot of other women create content. And I'm really thinking about like, how can I connect all these female podcasters in a way that's really fun and authentic? I used to run a fashion bloggers conference and it was a huge success, surprisingly, despite like my inability to be a good organizer. It still was really, really great and fun. There are a lot of projects that are still going came out of that conference. And so I'm like, how can I do that? for female podcasters. So I've been talking with other people about my big dreams and yeah, I just, I really want to make something happen in 2020 in that space. Well, that's awesome. And I will, I will follow along on that. You are invited to whatever that is. Good. Good. That sounds great. I feel like sometimes working from home, kind of, you know, what we were just talking about and creative online business in general can feel so much like an island so so um that would be amazing well this has been such a fun conversation again thanks again for coming on the show oh thank you for asking me i know that i said i was anti-minimalism but i mean maybe i you're right maybe i am just a secret minimalist (laughs) i think you are Indiana is so much fun. I'm so grateful I got to have this conversation with her, and I hope you go and check out her podcast. If minimalism doesn't feel like it's solving all your problems like you thought it would, I hope that this conversation encouraged you to find ways to seek peace other than just decluttering your home. Because of course, there are other deeper ways that we need to find that, and it's not necessarily found on the other side of the pile of your stuff, although that will provide some peace to let go of it. Indiana and I also talked about podcasting in this episode, so I wanted to let you in on something. I, like I said at the beginning, have been podcasting for over a year now, and I've seen a lot of growth in this space, and I'm so grateful for that. But a huge passion of mine has been to help others share their story and share a message that's on their heart, specifically through podcasting. Of course, I think there are so many other ways to do that, but podcasting is such a fun way. It's such a great way to do that. And it's a great way to find people who need to hear the message that you have on your heart. So if you've been thinking about starting a podcast, I created a podcasting course. I talked about this a few episodes ago that I was creating this and the course is finished. I have founding members that have been going through it since the very beginning and they've been letting me in on what they need to know and I've just poured everything I know about podcasting 
all of my, you know, quote unquote secrets to growth that people ask me about is all here in this course. And if you want to dive into it the first time around, the first time that I'm launching it, which is right now, I am doing it at a discounted rate and I'm throwing in two group coaching calls for the people who join in in this week. And we will be doing those like immediately in the last two weeks of February. So we'll be doing those group calls together in the next couple of weeks so that you can hit the ground running on getting your podcast started or if you've already got it started, reevaluating and working on growth and even monetization of your podcast. So if that all sounds good to you, if you want some guidance in starting a podcast or in growing your podcast that you already have, I'm here for you. Go to DesireeEndries.com slash podcaster. That's DesireeEndries.com slash podcaster. And you can get all the details on this all-inclusive six-module course that is going to give you step-by-step in launching your podcast or if you already have a podcast in growing it, in monetizing it, and in making it the best that it can possibly be. All right, friend, I am so glad that you hung out with me here this week. And if you love the show, would you mind sharing it with a friend? Share it on Instagram or whatever social media platform you spend time on or just text it to a friend. This helps Minimalish grow. It helps more women be invited into this community. I'm so thankful that you would take the time to do that. And I will meet you right back here on Minimalish next week. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.